Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of 48 Minutes, presented by 48MinutesNetwork.com, where you can find all your favorite podcasts, your favorite articles, and game recaps all on one site. Um, we just got finished doing a mocked draft and a live draft watch-along. Those were both streamed on uh, YouTube and on our Twitter, so we appreciate everyone watching along, um, commenting, chiming in, sharing it. It was a really good time for us, and... Uh, we had some really great involvement, so appreciate the support. We've taken a few days off since then and really kind of just prepared for free agency, and that's what we're going to be talking about today with uh, myself and Tim Daniel. So we're going to do kind of our deep dive into free agency, so appreciate you guys listening, and make sure you uh, subscribe to us, give us that five-star review, appreciate it, and as always, enjoy. I said I'll always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm mad. All right, we're back here on the show. I know it's not often we record Friday nights, um, but we wanted to have something up for free agency. We took the week off after the draft to charge our batteries. So, Kyle, I feel great. I missed recording, but it was nice to get like eight days off from it. I don't know what yeah. that was like. So, Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, uh, I put up a little article on how bad of an organization the Suns are. Mm-hmm. And uh, you spent some time playing some actual basketball. So yeah. Good. Yeah. It's all good. I'm like really just burnt out on weightlifting, so I'm trying to find different ways to get like work out and be in shape and stuff. So yeah. basketball and swimming this week, man. It was terrible. Oh, gotcha. Swimming. That's a good one for you. Mm-hmm. Good. Absolutely. So it is free agency starting Sunday at six o'clock. We'll have this up um either Friday or Saturday, depending how everything goes. But uh let's kinda go through before we get you know, obviously we want to talk. A lot of news, a lot of rumors and everything going on like it is at this time of year. Um, but the biggest rumor this week or news or whatever you want to call it, depending like how you believe the whispers, is Kemba Walker is being you know linked to the Boston Celtics. And um, I'm sure the people that follow 48 Minutes know who's, on, who's tweeting from the Twitter account when some stuff goes out. So when that news broke from Woj and uh, there was a Michael Scott gif of, uh, nope, I don't like it. I think everyone knew that was me. Um, but really that's kind of been, you know, it was in the back of my head for a little bit as far as like if Kyrie leaves, would they go after Kemba Walker? And the obvious answer was definitely yes. Cause I thought maybe if the Kyrie left, they might go after D'Angelo Russell, but you know, it makes sense. Um, Kemba Walker can go in there and really kind of fill the role that Kyrie was. He's a better teammate. I think players would like being around him more, obviously. He's not going to go and ask about the government, so it seems. Um, But it seems like people just – it's very hard to find someone who's like, no, I don't like Kemba Walker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's going to be a good replacement. Jackie McMullen says that this is pretty much done, that this is going to happen. So I think this is one that we can can pencil it in or – or um, put it in a erasable pen, whatever. I think it's. I think it's pretty much over. This is I happening, and so um, yeah. So now, now we have a couple things. We look at uh, Boston moving forward, and then we look at um, the Hornets and kind of how do they move forward with everything. So I guess let's get into the Celtics. Um, they're also losing Horford. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into Horford um, a little later, but. They're losing Horford with this signing. This also means they're going to lose Rogier. Um, they're going to lose Marcus Morris. They already lost Baines. They're losing Horford. They're losing Kyrie. Um, so really, they're only adding Kemba. You know, they're adding Grant Williams and Romeo Langford, whatever that's worth. Um, but I don't know, man. I think this team's going to be considerably worse i think that this is a good replacement and a good alternative especially for the fan base but i just think that this depth um this depth issue is going to be is going to be a big one especially in their front court 
Yeah, I agree for sure, man. Because now without Horford, that just makes things a little harder in the case of the center position. Like you said, Aaron Baines is gone now too. Like, what do they do in there now? Do they like say like, hey, Greg Monroe, come on back. We'd like to have you. Or like, you know, Marcus yeah. Saul's going back to uh, to Toronto. He's opted in. So Yeah, I think they're going to have to look at like a Robin Lopez, like, you know, something like that. Jonas um, Valanciunas is probably your best bet. Well, they're not even going to have space for him. Oh, I that's think. right. Yeah. Because he declined. They're not going to have any space for like to sign anyone in except with the mid-level and with the, the minimum. So they're going to be in a similar place to like the Lakers, who, who we'll get into next. Um, so, I mean, really, you're looking at guys – Five million and under that are big men. Whatever that you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what that market is. Nerlens Noel, but he's clutch. He's not going to go there, right? I, I really think Robin Lopez is probably your best bet. Yeah, probably because Brooke that, Lopez isn't going to get five million again. No, no, I'll be shocked if he gets like, like I think he'll get around fifteen or so. I do too. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that's really my only concern. Um is is you're losing you're losing a good amount. I think it's more of like a consolation prize more than anything. So counting Kemba Walker, here's what's basically on the books for next season for the Celtics. At this moment, of course there's some cap holds. Um Gordon Hayward with thirty two million next year. Marcus Smart with about twelve and a half. Tatum with seven point eight. Jalen Brown with six point five. Yabu Sally with three point one. The Time Lord with 1.9, and then Semi Ojale with 1.6. So, really, with that 32 million, you're paying Gordon Hayward if you can't move him. I don't think they can move him at this point, to be honest with you. Um, and then you bring in Kemba Walker, like that that's your team next year. Like, that, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel great. great. Yeah. And the Time Lord, you know, he, I think when we did our mock draft uh, two years ago um, when Robert Williams was coming out, I think we had him going late lottery to the Clippers when they had, like, the back-to-back picks. So he's definitely yeah. talented. But he only played, like, 30 games last year, and he only played a few minutes in those 30 games. So, you know, I just don't know how much he can go out and really contribute for a team that's – that's going to try and make a serious playoff push. I, I kind of peg the Celtics right now as like a five seed or so. I agree. Yeah, I don't think they're – I mean, we're really looking at a case where next year, I mean, you know, even if Kawhi leaves Toronto, they're still pretty solid. Um, if they – you know, Lowry's still there. Like we said, Marcus Saul's still there. You know, that's Siakam. Siakam, exactly. And then whatever happens with Danny Green, whether he stays or goes, really – you know, that's still pretty decent. That's not awesome by any means because Kawhi's gone, um, but still not terrible. Um, obviously, Milwaukee, we know today that we found out George Hill op- was, uh, declined the option. No, he's, he was declined the option. Um, but a lot of people expect he'll sign back. So that's Milwaukee. Um, and then you have the Nets, who yeah. look like they could be on the rise. You have the Sixers, who... I mean, I think the Sixers' worst-case scenario is probably still, you know, as good as the Celtics' mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be different in the East, but I don't see this Celtics team having this long five-year run of just cont- contending for titles every single year anymore. No, I don't either. I think uh, I think this window is closing. That's not that's not a dig on Kemba Walker. Um, because I think he really no, no. is going to do well there. But, you know, like, you like, I think we've talked about this before. Like, as far as can Kemba Walker be the best part of a championship team, I think you and I, I think we made that list one time off air. I think we came up with, like, six guys that could really be the best part of a championship team in the NBA. Yeah. And, and, like, so, let's see, and three of them were the last three finals MVPs. Right. So, and now the Lakers have two of them? You know what <laughs> I mean? Crazy. Like, right. So it's like, it's, it kind of comes down to that. And I don't think I love Kemba Walker. I mean, I've been number you've, one Kemba you've, guy. 
You really have been, and and it's really funny that we're hearing all this like, well, how is Kemba compared to Kyrie? Because you've been on that since like the day I met you. Yes, you've been like, you've been like, let's have the Kemba and Kyrie conversation. Um, and I think that, well, I think that Kyrie is a touch more skilled. I think that sure Kemba Kemba might make up for it in, uh, like you said, everyone likes him, so I think he kind of makes up for a good amount of it there. Yeah, I certainly agree. Um, you know, my argument was never that Ky- Kemba Walker was better than Kyrie Irving. Right. My arg- you know, like, and you knew that. Um, yeah. But like, oh, my yeah. argument, my argument was, look, if you substitute Kemba Walker for Kyrie Irving in the 2016 NBA Finals, do you think the Cavs could still wouldn't wouldn't win that title in that case? And I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think if you like you substitute those guys, I still think they have a good chance to win that series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think. Like we said earlier, I think that basically if you're trading Horford, Rozier, Kyrie, and Marcus Morris for Kemba and Romeo Langford and Grant Williams, that's just not a, you know, that's a trade I would say no to right. 10 out of 10 times. And again, not a slight to Kemba at all, but I just think the team got less talented. Yeah, I certainly think you're right. Um, so on the other end of that is the Hornets, which is like just a Woof. just a mess, man. All these bad players on bad contracts with bad money. Jeremy Lamb looks like he's gonna be gone. Who was really their second best player for a stretch last year? Yeah, actually, the season he was their second best player. Uh, the Hornets competed for the playoffs last year. They were in that run for that eight seed for a while to the last couple weeks. They fell out. Um, you know, with teams like Orlando and Miami and teams like that, and then they kind of fell apart there. Um, but man, without Kemba Walker, there's no reason to buy tickets to go see this team because, like, you're not no. gonna go. You know what I mean? Like, with Kemba Walker being gone, I think you know, you and I were texting yesterday. Is like, who the hell plays point guard for them at this point? Is it Emmanuel <laughs> Mudiay? Like, with the money they're gonna have? Like, is that really it? Yeah, we talked about this draft night where it was like. It's like, oh, they're not going point guard. They must have a good feeling about getting Kemba back. And really, at 12, where they were drafting, there wasn't really a point guard that made all the sense in the world, so they probably would have had to trade back a little bit to get Ty Jerome or something. Right. Um, but, oh, man, this it's just ugly. It's it's just ugly. I don't know. It's ugly. Um, I will say the the thing that doesn't make, them, doesn't make any sense to me is they have – over 60 million coming off the books in just like Biombo, Marvin Williams and MKG like next year. Right. So like I understand you don't want to pay the tax and all that, but like pay it for one year. You get Kemba for 5 years. Like pay it for literally one year. Then you know, you still have Batum on on a pretty bad contract and Zeller is still at 15 million, but like you can at least start to you know, assemble a regular roster and have people show up to your to your games. I don't know. It it seems crazy. I don't know what the Hornets are doing. Nope. And this I'm is to, and we've always said it about about Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'm trying to piece together what their starting lineup could look like next year, and it's um, oof. You're gonna like Devonte Graham's and. Do you get Nicholas Batum or Malik Monk or Michael so, K. Gilchrist or Miles Bridges? So, yeah, I don't know. I think that they're going to have to make a trade. Yes, they have, have to. to. They're going to have to do something. And there is there is one trade I I don't love. Um, but I would say, like, trade Michael Kidd Gilchrist to the Cavs. Trade him for uh, Brandon Knight because the Cavs are – point guard rich right now anyways mm-hmm. and you know the Cavs would save about two million the Cavs have no good wings at all um they have Jetty Osmond and uh and the guy you liked uh Windler coming out of the draft yeah. so you know we don't really often see the one for one trades we just saw it with Portland but maybe that's maybe that's a solution for a year is get Brandon Knight but I mean gosh yeah if I'm yeah. Ooh, like if I'm not a buying a ticket, if I'm not buying a ticket to Devonte Graham, I'm not buying a ticket for for Brandon Knight. Yeah, so I agree. It, it, uh, 
the whole thing the whole thing like, feels pretty rough yeah like don't get me wrong like i'm excited about a potential future of miles bridges and pj washington i think that could be really fun because they're both really athletic guys that can do like a lot of different things on the court but yeah. that is still not going to get me to go to a game that's not going to get me to be like man i should watch this team on league pass like they have no recipe for like fun or good or anything. The only thing fun is the fact they wear their cool throwback jerseys that I grew up loving, and that's about it. Yeah, I will say like a saving grace for this, um, if there is any for Charlotte, is Malik Monk played like a bit of combo guard in college, mm-hmm. and Miles Bridges would often um, have the ball in his hand. And PJ Tucker, like down low, can can kind of create his own shot. Whatever that's PJ Washington, you mean? PJ Washington, yeah. What did I say? PJ Tucker. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. PJ Washington. Maybe, he might uh, end up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're looking to ship off anyone to whoever. They don't care. Right. Um, so yeah, I I just think that it's kind of kicking the can for a year for sure. There's really not much this team can do. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Yeah. All right, so I think that's enough Hornets talk for the off season, right? Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think the uh, yeah, I think we the, just did it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the thing that sucks too is like we said with the new like with the new lottery rules, there's no tanking for Cole Anthony next year. There's no, you know, hope to God we right. are that bad. Like the Knicks, their prime example this year, we all were like, oh yeah, the Knicks were the first pick, and then you know went to disarray. Yeah, I mean teams with six percent chances were moving up. It, you know so lottery's rigged doesn't it doesn't necessarily help to have that 14 percent chance because we just saw memphis and the lakers both have or no was it memphis and the pelicans had six percent and the lakers had four and a half percent yeah and then um so it doesn't matter who was three? Oh, the knicks yeah duh and then yeah yeah so yeah exactly that's that's we're proving our point yeah. there the Bulls yeah. were supposed to be the fourth team. They fell to seven, and Cleveland was in the race, and they ended up at five. And yeah, so it's um, it's something. Yeah. Talking about something, the Lakers. Somehow this all worked. Woo. It all happened. Rob Belinka's master plan, I guess. Well, if we have to give somebody credit, I'm not really giving him credit. It worked here, Kyle. Uh, the Lakers are in fact going into Sunday with 32 million dollars. And we know for a fact that next week they're meeting with Kawhi Leonard. What a week for Rob Palinka. Yeah. Man. He's like he's like got the like, I don't suck. I don't suck. And then <laughs> right. it looks like it looks like uh the Clippers are probably not gonna keep Zubak. So <laughs> I mean now, you know, they the the Lakers created a one and a half million dollar trade exception by making that trade. Yeah. And and really no players are remaining on the roster. The Lakers just created an extra one and a half million of cap space. So like looking at it right now, if they don't resign Zubak, like I, I think the Lakers win that trade. They've yeah. they found a way they found a way to clear off the rest of their cap. I, I like Mo Wagner, but I do too. Know, he's still he's yeah. still a first round pick from last year, whatever that's worth, but um right. he cleared off everyone. And he did it. I mean, that's that's what he had to do. And got yeah, Anthony man. Davis to freaking wave his thing. Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick because I know there's like a ton of theories. I believe both. Okay. I believe, one, that the reason he's wearing 23 was LeBron's gift for saying, if you wave this trade kicker, I'll give, I'll give you the number. And I do believe he was like, hey, man, you're getting like $7 million for Space Jam, so... You really still you wave that money. We're still giving you three million, and you more than you thought you were getting. So, please. Yeah, and Anthony Davis just got that that chip deal with Ruffles, which really wouldn't have helped without, or wouldn't True. have happened without all of this. And LeBron, I think, plays a huge part in getting Anthony Davis to the Lakers. So, yeah, I think a lot of money just came a little Anthony, bit. A lot of money's coming Anthony Davis's way because of LeBron. Yeah. So. Do you believe that if Anthony Davis doesn't wave his trade kicker, is LeBron wearing 23 next year? Is that what you mean? Um, not guaranteeing, but I think it's okay. a little more likely. Okay, right on. You know, I think uh I think I definitely think like I don't think there was like a this was a deal or no deal situation by any means of like do it and I'll give you this, 
But I'm yeah. sure he was like, hey, for you doing this, I appreciate it. Hey, why don't you wear this? And I'll go back to being the six god. Yeah, I I actually like him wearing the six. You like him wearing the six, I know, as well. Yeah. Um, He's going to be the is... most talented Laker ever to wear two numbers in his 10 years of Laker. Whoa, there's a trivia. <laughs> <laughs> there's a trivia stand for Oh, Kobe. Oh, I see, <laughs> I see what you it, it took a sec. Oh, oh, well. Ryan's here with me today, so I was waiting for him to be like, just tell me oh, to fuck man. off. Yeah, exactly. Ask if they can unretire 8 or 24 <laughs> so that LeBron can wear it. <laughs> Dude, like, so I know, like, a lot of people are, like, making fun of, like, all oh, those guys are people that bought, like, Laker LeBron jerseys last year. I'm like, yeah, I know, I did. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. No, I think that that becomes pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I think that's like a almost like a fun little thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like to Kareem me, it's Abdul-Jabbar, basically like if if he had a if he had a number that he wore like his first year on the Lakers, but no other years. Like it's yeah. almost like that's the rare Kareem jersey. You know what I mean? Right, or like if he had like a Lou Alcindor Laker jersey, or if yeah, like exactly. I mean, really, the equivalent might be the KD Sonics jersey. You right. know what I mean? It, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see that's that jersey like a, all the time. That's like a real recognized real jersey right there. Right. It's like, all right, I see you. Yeah. I'll tell you I the worst you. jersey I had, um, because, you know, working at sports shops when I was younger, I always came across weird-ass ones. I had a Cavalier Shack one there for a minute. Stop. Yeah, that was a real thing. <laughs> I did not get the Celtics one. Okay. As we yeah. know. So, back to the Lakers here. All right, so you and I, we've had this conversation. Actually, we kind of a little bit during our draft show last week of... You know, it's great they're going to have $32 million, um, because, but now they're kind of stuck in a situation where, like, you can go after a, Ky- a Kemba Walker or a Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard, a Kyrie Irving, you know, a D'Angelo Russell, so on and so forth. Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, yeah. Or you can really kind of focus on the end of well, let me go get these 3 and Ds guys. Let me get these Terrence Rosses, these Danny Greens, you know, like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So now that kind of makes it a little interesting because I think if you're me, like, where I kind of was at with this is, yeah, I'm sure there's a part of Rob Palenka that is probably thinking, like, you know, we probably should do this 3 and D thing, get these guys. But then again, if you're Rob Palenka and and Kyrie, I mean, blah, Kawhi Leonard calls you and goes, hey, I'm going to the Lakers. You can't really say no to that. Right. Oh, absolutely. So now that you know that Kawhi wants to have a meeting with them, Mm -hmm. and you know where Kemba's going, and you know where Kyrie is going. And we know Vucevic is staying in Orlando. Right. You know Middleton's staying. We know know a handful of these guys um, have an understanding of where they're going. So do you still like – I know that you were pretty firm on you liked them spreading the money. Mm-hmm. Do you still like them spreading the money, or you think they should go for a home run, a D'Angelo Russell or a Kawhi or so? Um, Brogdon. I'm, or- yeah, I'm still a little torn in the sense, man, because I do think that if you can get Kawhi or D'Angelo, you get Kawhi or D'Angelo. But I do still think that maybe it's just recency, but like recency worry. We just watched this with the Warriors, where two of their best players were hurt and they were done. Um, you know. And so, like, that kind of really put them at a wrench because they didn't have the depth. And we've seen this a lot with LeBron teams in the past where they've been really top-heavy, you know, and Kevin Love gets hurt. And it's like, there's no coming back from that now because there's no one else that can play the position. I know Richard Jefferson played a couple games where he started in the 16 finals. Or, like, oh, Kyrie's down. Like, Matthew Delvadova's going to be our point guard. And, like... Yeah, and at you the know, beginning you know of the season, I mean? you're like, you're like Delvadova's a fine backup. It doesn't matter who your backup is. Right. And it's like, until it does matter. Exactly. So I do think, um, I guess not to like back out of the com- the question, I still love the idea of the Lakers spreading around and getting depth guys and like just kind of having those guys because, look, LeBron's not going to play these two games next year, and I don't think Anthony Davis is either, whether it's rest or like, I don't, you know, Davis is well known for having these little nitpick injuries. Well, so, they, they each played about 55 games last year. Right, and Davis like really played thirty games in like twenty minutes. Right. If you're you know, after the trade demand. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're gonna miss 
you know, almost 30 games apiece, are they just going to miss the same games? Like, and just kind of phone it in for, for those games. But that's also like chalking up, that's chalking up 30 games to a loss. Yeah. And that's what, that's what scares me in the whole thing is I think they're going to have to load management it. And it just makes me nervous that with the load management, it's, it's the same thing where AD is just going to be on a bad team, but he's not even going to have Drew Holiday. He's just going to have like Kyle Kuzma as his best guy or, or you know, whoever is his best guy. Right. Um, and we saw that that like wasn't successful. I don't know. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I so I guess I, I'll keep it. Go ahead. T- to me, I think like the only way that it makes sense is if you get Kawhi. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting Kawhi, I would spread the money around. And I made a list of people, and I'd like to go over my list. Ooh, and... please do. I like your lists. Okay. All right. Um, so some people, I guess there's like categories, right? So there's people that you'd have to to spend some money on. There's people that you could probably get with your mid-level exception. And then there's people that you might be able to get with like a veteran minimum, okay? So people mm-hmm. you'd have to spend a little bit of money on, okay? Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, this would be like my favorite. Yeah, same. There. Um, Terrence Ross. Love that Danny, move. Yeah. Danny Green. Uh, Rodney Hood, maybe. We saw okay. him pr- perform a little bit in the playoffs. So I think he might be uh, decent. Nikola Miritich. Could he be Could he be the, the last big man in the front court? I and do love that. Jeremy Lamb. And I think those are those are all the guys that you might not be able to get with the mid level, but but I think would fit. Um, guys that you could get with the mid level, Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock was only making like two and a half million last year, or something insane. Um, Wendy said last week he's like the Lakers have to keep him. I think I yeah. agree. I do too. Yeah, I I really like Reggie Bullock. I mean, I'm I'm biased because I'm a Pistons fan and he played for us, but I really like him. Another Pistons. Uh, shooter Wayne Ellington yeah he's an average defender he shot over 80% of his shots were three-pointers last season that is insane this guy will literally just stand you know behind the three-point line to shoot and he shoots you know around 37% or so so he's he's still a good shooter um Seth Curry is one I'd I'd like to see uh, DeAndre Jordan. And then we have some people that are veteran minimum guys, like Jamal Crawford, Carmelo Anthony. I I, I just think Carmelo Anthony is going to go there. I, <laughs> I do too. It's, it's hard for me to not imagine him going there. Uh, and then I have some clutch guys, some clutch guys that maybe have like a, you know, an understanding of like, I'll figure out a way to get you money, but next year just take take what we give you um Corey joseph the point guard from uh the backup to darren collison i mean darren collison's a good one too but yeah Corey sean joseph, brought up Corey joseph yeah he's a clutch guy um katavis caldwell pope we talked about he's a clutch guy jr smith it looks like jr smith's probably going to go there by sunday is is what the rumors are nerland's noel is a clutch client uh and then both of the morris twins are both clutch. Oh, they are. I, that's right. I could see. I could see all of those guys signing. I I basically put a bet in that I think. Uh, I think Nerlens Noel will be a Laker. Yeah, yeah. Nerlens Noel, J.R. Smith, those guys definitely, and Carmelo Anthony, they definitely feel like they're going to the team. Yeah, I think so too. And that gives you about so mid levels what, one point five to two. The 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 veteran. Yeah, the veterans one point. The veterans one point six, the mid level I think, there's well there's three mid levels so, all right this is kind of confusing but here's my understanding of it, the mid level if you are, not, um, under the cap but you're not in the, luxury, is like nine million, the mid level if you are. Over the cap and into the luxury is like 5 million. And then if you're just under the cap t- totally, you have like four and a half million. So okay. I think basically, basically long story short, they're going to have about 5 million. 
Cool. Okay. So that still gives you about. So that that's one guy. You know what I mean? That's your right. Danny Green, or that's that's your Jeremy Lamb. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, absolutely, so man. I, so I think they get one of those guys, and then you kind of have to to hope that Nerlens Noel takes the minimum and stuff. <laughs> Just laughing at Nerlens Noel turning down a seventy million dollar contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when man. You t- when you texted me, he shouldn't have ate that hot dog on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> I literally was dying laughing. I <laughs> I could not believe it. Oh. I forgot. About, I had forgotten about it until, like, for some reason, you said that me- that meme, and I just was like losing it, dude. Because like, I don't know if you remember when Nerlens like went to Kentucky. People were like, "Man, we got the second Anthony Davis." Like, people really thought that. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, no, guys, not close. Oh, I love Nerlens in college. He wore, like, the, like, he had, that, like, the kid and play hair. And, like, I went to a game and he swatted, like, five shots. And I was like, man, I like this kid. Like, a lot of people had him going into that college year as the number one pick in the draft. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah, that was the 13 draft. Yeah, that wasn't a great draft in the first place, but. No, Kentucky fans would go nuts if their front court was Nerlens Noel and Anthony Davis. I know. <laughs> well, like, dude, that's what's it. so funny. When Noel was drafted, before he was traded to the 76ers, he was drafted by the Pelicans, and then they sent his rights to the Sixers. Uh-huh. So they literally almost had it in New Orleans. Well, here you go. Yeah. So, anyway, we know, like, the Lakers really are actually in the best situation they possibly can be. Like, this, this worked out. Everything was, like... There's a possibility this year where, like, we just, we as in NBA media, just destroyed them for 12 months. Might be worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, and I, I still expect that Rajon Rondo will probably be back. You know, we've heard that Rondo wants to be back. He's willing to be back, I should say. Um, so, you know, here's my other thing if they get Kawhi Leonard, does LeBron James play point guard next year? Yeah, he should. He had. Wouldn't he that be awesome? Eight, he averaged eight and a half assists last season. Like, uh, I'm. So, he averaged eight and a half assists, and who was he passing the ball to? Like, who was right. their bucket getter? You know what I mean? They, uh, I mean, it's well documented. They didn't have shooters last year, and they didn't really have people that could go get a bucket compared to like a Kawhi or an Anthony Davis. Yeah, just have LeBron do it. Yeah, because then, Rick, really, if you think about it, like this is just me kind of talking out of my ass. I'm sure. Um, but if you have LeBron at point guard, you know, whoever you put at shooting guard, like if you get like between all the options, you'll have Smith, uh, right. You know, you can start whatever. THT potentially at, at shooting guard, just kind of get like, get your minutes out of them. Um, then you have Kawhi, you have Kuzma and you have AD like that doesn't suck for a starting five. Kuzma is your weak link. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Kuzma is going to come off the bench. I did too, but I'm saying in the case of you start LeBron strictly as your point guard. Yeah. Which you can yeah. use him the way like Phil uses Ben Simmons, except for he shoots shots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see how this turns out for the Lakers, man. It's um, gonna be crazy. It I, is. So here's here's the really interesting part. Um, to really, I think the key to all free agency is it sounds like Kawhi's gonna have four meetings. He's gonna have mm-hmm. one with the Lakers, um, with the Clippers, with Toronto. And I forget, I think he's going to have one with Philly. Oh, really? Know. I didn't see Philly. You may have seen more than I did, granted. So. Okay. But I, th- I thought there was four. Anyways, let's assume that that's going to take a couple of days. Maybe he can knock out both L.A. ones in the same day and you know go back to Toronto or whatever. But I think it's going to be a couple days after free agency. I don't think he's a Sunday night guy, and I, I really don't think Monday we're even going to know where Kawhi's going to be at. Well, we know that um, the meeting with the Clippers is Tuesday. So, yeah, yeah you're right. So, and, and the Raptors have the last meeting. So mm-hmm. you, do you think he's going to walk out of the meeting Wednesday and, and announce it, or probably Thursday maybe announce it? I think by 4th of July we will probably have a general idea, but he probably won't announce it for to like Friday. So here's my thing, is if you are the Lakers, what do you do with your gap space until the 4th of July? 
Right. You really can't wait. Sit, I mean, right. Right. You you have to sit for Kawhi Leonard. Right. For sure. Yeah, and that's the tough part. Is I think everyone's kind of just locked. You know, their their salary is just like locked there, just waiting and sitting and like. I think he's the first domino. You know what I mean? Like, remember, like those years when LeBron was a free agent, and like the year he went back to Cleveland, like nothing happened until he went back to Cleveland, and then it was like everything started happening from there. Last, you know, a couple years ago, for KD. 16 free agency before KD goes to Golden State. Nothing really happened until, like, big until he signed. So, it really, like, Kawhi feels like the first domino. KD still feels like the second, which Woj just broke a report we'll get to here in a moment. Because I don't really count Kyrie as a domino because it seems like that's most likely going to happen as he's going yeah. to Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm, I'm also, like, from every person that I deem credible, they're all like, that's a done deal as well. Yeah, so that makes this interesting here, Kyle, because Woj just reported. I'm sure your phone got to blow up as big that mine did. It did. Kevin Durant has is eyeing four teams in free agency, and he's meeting with them all starting on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So Kevin Durant is down to Golden State, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the New York Knicks. So. Now we know the final four. There's positive and negatives in every situation in this right. one here. Um, obviously, you know, Golden State, yeah, he's comfortable there. He's won there. It makes sense. But I kind of agree with what Windhorse said on Zach Lowe's pod the other day when he said, like, look, man, like, it doesn't make sense for him to sign back if he really wants to leave anyway just for that extra 57 for him to put his career's fate in their hands when he can really make his own decision. Not saying right. he's not going to go back. You know what I mean? Um, Brooklyn, go play with Kyrie. They just went to the champion. They just went to the playoffs last year. They've got a really nice up and coming situation. Good young players. When Kyrie sits, you've got a good point guards that can back him up. When KD sits, you've got good enough wings that you can put in there for a day or two. You know what I mean? So, well, a year, I guess I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then New York, obviously, it's New York. It's the Garden, but it's still a mess. And the Clippers yeah. is like, right. So I just have a bad feeling about the Clippers and the Knicks. And I, I feel like this is Nets. I, I think it is too. I really I've, do. I really am starting to think that like, if you don't have one guy, you can't get a second guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Nets have a guy. The Lakers have two guys. The Clippers have no one, and and the Knicks have no one. And yeah. that's no disrespect to like Shea, Gilgis Alexander, or you know whoever, or or R.J. Barrett or whatever. But like, if you don't have a star that's ready to win, you know, I don't think people want to be the first person there. So, um, I just I have a feeling agree. those those guys are going to strike out and kind of kick the can for a year. Here's the question. Kevin Durant goes to Brooklyn. Does he keep his Tupac tattoo? <laughs> I, <laughs> that might be a better question than should Drake cover up his Kevin Durant tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brooklyn, Biggie Smalls, you know? Yeah. It's I um yeah, I think I think the Nets sounds like it makes the most sense for what he wants. Um, good young core, you know, he's going to have a year to kind of relax and get healthy in Brooklyn. That doesn't suck. You know, 35 Ventures is in New York City, so he can really kind of take a year rehabbing, being around the team and working on his business stuff. Well, that's where he's having all of his team meetings. So he's having yeah everyone come out to New York to do the meetings, which if that's not telling, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I agree, man. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I I know I know that the Nets haven't been like the best team um and they don't have great history or anything like that. But honestly, growing up like the Warriors really weren't shit. Oh, they, they sucked. They were right. terrible. Like if I said, you know, whatever, 8 years ago that the Warriors are going to be the team of the of the decade, 
you know, you probably wouldn't have believed me. No, I wouldn't. If have. I said this is the, the this is gonna be the best team, and this is gonna be where everyone wants to go, and you just wouldn't have believed me. And you know, they created their own history. So by drafting well, and then people wanted mm-hmm. to go there, and it made sense. And I think that that's what the Nets have done. So. Yeah, agreed. By the way, it's been eight days since the draft. I still hate them drafting Jordan Poole. Still don't like it. <laughs> still I think also, it's a bad pick. I also do not like it. Yeah. Yeah. There were better guys there. Anyway, we've already gone through that. So, talking about the Warriors, I think we're both in the agreement that Clay Thompson stays. Oh, yeah. That's a done one. It it sounds like at 601, they're offering him the five-year, $190 million. That one's yeah. basically signed, sealed, delivered. So, if Durant does leave, which makes me wonder, because I saw today the Warriors' plan is sign back KD, Clay, and Kevon Looney, and they're going to be the richest. They're going to be the most expensive salary cap in history, which I don't think fixes their situation that we were just talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at one point, like it's look. I understand if I have three of the best 10, 15 players in the world on my team. And we just won. We just went to the finals five years in a row. We won three of them. Look, yeah, I want to keep that together. I understand that. I do. But like, at what point does Bob Myers and Co. kind of got to be like, look, we got to be smart about this because we don't have the depth. Like Jordan Poole's going to play a lot next year, and that's not good. No, Jacob Evans no. might be the backup. You know, Jacob Evans might be the backup point guard next year. Uh. Yeah, because he's going to play point guard all summer league. Like. This isn't yeah. Bueno. Alfonso McKinney can't be can't be the guy. No. He can't be no, playing dude. meaningful minutes in an elimination game in the finals. Right, and then, you know, let's go with someone's lunch more than like for Looney, which very well is possible. You can't bring Boogie back because like you said, the most you can sign up for is a million more than he made last year. So are you at that point calling Willie Cauley Stein to be like, hey, man, you want to come play for the Warriors? Yeah, like, but he's not going to. The way Willie talks about himself. Right. And I, I was talking to, to Jordan, our uh, Kings fan, our, our friendly Kings fan about this. Um, Willie talks Jordan. about himself like he's this, the next coming. He He was like, I don't see why I can't be the next Porzingis, you know? Why can't I can do everything Porzingis can? Um, I also think Willie, I know exactly, exactly. And Willie came out and his agent was like, yeah, don't give us a qualifying offer. We just, we just want to be unrestricted. We don't even want a qualifying offer. I do think part of that with Willie was like, we don't want to be handcuffed by the restricted free agency. We just kind of want our own freedom. So I think he was almost bluffing, but I think Willie's going to, I think the way Willie thinks about himself He's going to demand more than than uh, Golden State can even pay with the because again they're they're only going to have the mid level exception and veteran minimums. Yeah, you're right, man, and that just kind of makes it tougher too. <laughs> yeah, and then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to write a check to Draymond, or he walks and you get nothing for him. The same thing right. that's going to happen to to Kevin Durant. So. Yeah, this is like kind of disappointing because it's like kind of over. it feels like it's kind of over you know what i mean yeah um but i don't know man i just think uh i think if they really want to do this thing and i get it like i said like i understand it but you know if you're in that situation kyle where they do this let's say let's say this works out let's just kind of play the hypothetical because we already expect the clay thompson 601 it's done deal if durant's like yeah you know what guys you're right I should stay here. And Kevin Loney, Kevon Looney's like, yeah, hell yeah, guys, I'm in. Like, and I get it. With the new arena, they're going to make a lot of that money back. Like, they're going to they're gonna be fine. But nothing's different then, you know? Everything we just heard from Andre Iguodala is like, okay, well, Sean Livingston's gone. All right. Like, that's what, $8 million off your books? Cool. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um. Let's see where else should we go. Let's kind of uh, just. What do you got? Let's. Um, I'd you say said the, the next, Kings. Well, the next like, biggest names would be Porzingis, but we know he's gonna sign. And mm-hmm. then I'd say Philly. I'd say 
um, the question marks in Philly are, are a huge one with Jimmy okay. Butler and Tobias Harris. Yeah. So and JJ um, Redick. J, I mean, JJ Redick's another one. JJ Redick's potential Laker option too, or potential Brooklyn net option. Yeah. He's a he's definitely a Brooklyn guy. He's like always yeah. lived in Brooklyn. So. So let me ask you this about Philly. Uh, maybe this might be me totally like ripping, but I just totally agreed with the conversation I heard on Simmons pod today. Um, so Houston is basically trying to bully Philly into a sign and trade. Why in the world would Philly help them? You know what I mean? Like what, like what is like, so like they get these first round picks, like Houston's a playoff team. You know what I mean? Like those first round picks don't really help them a ton. Um, Eric Gordon does sound kind of awesome in Philly. I'm not going to lie. But, like, the deal they keep throwing is, like, Capella, Gordon, a couple picks for Jimmy Butler. And, like, what if Jimmy Butler wants to stay and what if Philly wants to keep him? Which it sounds like Philly definitely wants to keep him. Yeah, I mean, I would tell him to eat shit. And I, right, I yeah. Just, Fuck you guys. We're not doing it. I would If, if Jimmy Butler doesn't want to be on my team, that's fine. What's the biggest offer I can give to Malcolm Brogdon? Right. Like, then that's... <laughs> I'll do that. How about that? How about I just go somewhere, you know, I'll just spend my money on someone else. Um, yeah, there's no reason to play ball. I, I think it's just wishful thinking. Houston's done it pretty much every single year. Anyone that comes up uh, last year, they, they were saying we want LeBron in a sign and trade. Yeah. The Cav the Cavs aren't trading him to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They're, they do this all the time though. Like, Oh, we want this guy. It's like, I'm sure you do. Everyone wants LeBron James. Everyone right. wants Jimmy Butler on their team. I want to but marry Tiffany Amber Thiessen. You know, like, chance that's how much, happening. How much of it do you think is uh, trying to deflect from the Chris Paul conversation? Oh, I'm sure it is because, yeah. you know, like everything you've heard, by the way, we'll get to another thing about the Rockets here in a second. Um, everything you've heard about Paul is like, after that report was like, I never demanded a trade. I never did this. And like, it's the NBA, man. Whether there's smoke, there's certainly fire. There's no getting around it anymore. Like you can deny it and that's cool. But like, obviously something wasn't going well there and it was visible, you know? So it's like, I think certainly this is kind of trying to get away from that. Yeah. So what's your prediction for Butler What's your prediction for Harrison? What's your prediction for Reddick? Okay, so I think Reddick goes to the Nets. I really do. I think okay. Reddit is going to be at the... Because Reddit's at the point where he's made his money. And I think a situation where he could potentially play with Kyrie and KD is going to be too hard for him to say no to. Because also, if you think about the JJ Reddick pod, he can have KD on regularly to check in on injury updates so his fans can sleep in the loop. We know KD likes to do podcasts. Huh? Yeah. Huh? You feeling me? Uh, I'm feeling you. Cool. Good. I'm kind of right now, Kyle and the bow where I do think both guys will stay. Okay. Um, but you know, it goes back to what we just said about golden state. What do you do at that point with the rest of your roster? Yeah. This is one where like, you're going to have to get wing depth. You're going to have to, I mean, you're just gonna have to get total bench depth. Yeah. And they have Matisse Thibel. That'll help. Sure. TJ McConnell is probably going to walk. That was another guy we, we didn't talk about for the Lakers, but TJ McConnell is probably going to going to walk. So, you know, I don't know if you can get a guy like Stanley Johnson for like a, a mid-level exception where he's just a wing and he goes out there and he doesn't need the ball because you have four guys or five guys that already like having the ball. So, you know, maybe a guy like that or a guy like Ronda Hollis Jefferson, again, doesn't need the ball. Um, but I mean, there's not, you can only get like one of those guys, you know, I think I'm in the club of, I like Rondé Hollis Jefferson at a level than he really is. Then he's like a level where he's better than he really is as a basketball player. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I like him a lot. I think he's a fine player, but I'm like, but like when I look at him, I'm like, what exactly is he good at? And I'm like, you know, he plays basketball and he's in the NBA and. He's he's fine. That's like my Rondé Hollis Jefferson. All right, so the audio just cut out there. We were talking about um, the we were talking about uh, Philly, and kind of where we see uh, everyone landing. 
I personally think Tobias Harris will be back. I don't think J.J. Redick will be back. And I have no clue where Jimmy Butler will be, but I actually don't think it'll be with the Sixers. So that's um, my kind of hedging soft prediction there. I I don't know where he'll be, but it'll be somewhere. Could Um, the Knicks make sense? I see – well, I see a – I see a world where Kevin Durant still goes to the Knicks mm-hmm. and Jimmy Butler goes to the Nets. Yeah, I think that's a good I think that's likely. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. So um Yeah, that that one will be super interesting because I think the Tobias Harris thing will happen pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then the Jimmy Butler thing, it'll be like, wait, why isn't this happening? And it's gonna be like, Oh my gosh, wait, is he going somewhere else? And he might go somewhere else. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that, man. Um, yeah. But I, I think Philly makes a lot of sense for him. I think Philly really kind of looks at, like, that's kind of their edge guy. Like, Embiid and, you know, Simmons is their point guard, but, it, like, down the stretch of the playoff games, he wasn't even touching the ball. They were, like, just basically, like, putting him in the corner. Um, You know, go get rebounds, basically, is what his job was at that, that stretches where Butler was kind of the closer guy. So I think Philly needs him back more than he needs Philly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it'll be interesting to see like how Philly would try and replace him. We haven't seen Zaire Smith yet, no. so I don't know really what he's even capable of. But he's obviously not the same level player as Jimmy Butler. So yeah, but at that same point. Jimmy Butler was the last pick in the first round and worked his way up. We've heard the story 40 million times. I don't know if you knew, Kyle, but Jimmy oh, Butler really? really struggled to start in his NBA career. Wow. Did he have a come up or what? Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. That'd be a great intro package to a Philly game if they, uh, <laughs> if they really highlighted that, that people didn't yeah. believe in him, and he really worked hard. <laughs> um. The only thing that well, sucks about that, though, is, like, all those trades Philly made could be for nothing. Yeah. Uh, same with Boston, though. Same, yeah. same thing with Boston. Where it's like, they had this war chest, and it's for what? That like, one's not at, sad to me. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, like what did you get? You thought you were going to get Anthony Davis added to your team. Right. And, but instead, you have a worse team with no Anthony Davis. And, yeah. Um. There are some teams, I think, that are going to be left out of the dance here. Um, We'll kind of just do a lightning round on some teams and what we think is going to happen with them. Um, The Kings, they have $59 I think that they'll sign Harrison Barnes back. Okay. Um, And then that gives them probably about, what, $30 million to play with? Um, Yeah. I don't think they're really going to attract anyone big. I think it's another couple of years for the Kings really become like a prime free agent destination because even with how good they were last year, um, it's still Buddy, it's still De'Aaron, and it's still Marvin Bagley. And I think those two guys still have a little growing to do. So I could see them getting some decent mid-level free agent guys to kind of just fill the roster and like try to make a winning effort because try to build off the momentum they had last year. But I don't think people are just dropping everything they have to go to Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah, I could see like them getting like Thad Young and uh I don't know, Patrick Beverly and then re signing Harrison Barnes. And it's like that's our sixty million. Truthfully, not that it would make like not a, that they would do it because I think with Bagley and everything they have there. I think Nikola Miritich would be awesome on the Kings. Yeah. Yeah, okay. just a guy that can stretch okay. the floor and shoot threes to go along with Buddy, who can do the same thing. And two, Buddy's probably gonna get his extension. Yeah, he's gonna be twenty-seven by the time he gets his first. Uh, yeah, his first extension. Oof. Um, the Clippers, real quick. Do you see the Clippers getting anyone this season? Dude, I think it's all up to what Kawhi wants to do because. I think we just heard all off. I mean, all season, like when they made those trades too. Like this was to make money for Kawhi Leonard and get someone else to go with him. And I've heard they're rumored to. Okay, yeah, I'll say this: if they don't get Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler doesn't go back to the Sixers, which I know I'm throwing a lot of things there, I could definitely see a possibility where Jimmy Butler is playing for the Clippers next year. Okay. 
I dig that one. Um, yeah, I could agree with that. I, I don't know what else they would do with their cap space, so. Yeah, because um, really Jimmy can't like the only another team with big money is the Pacers, and I don't see that situation where Jimmy Butler plays for the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers are a weird one because like, yes, they do have a good amount of cap space, right? But also like half of their team is just cap holds. Mm-hmm. So I mean they have Thad Young, Corey Joseph, Boyan Bogdanovich, Darren Collison, Kyle O'Quinn. Like they, they have these guys that are like. Like they technically have cap space, but also like, right? You need you need to sign your guys, and I, I think they're gonna get rid of one of their bigs, and I'm, I'm guessing it's Thad Young. When they got yeah. they got Goga in the draft, they got T.J. Warren, who's as much as he's a wing, he's kind of a bigger wing, so I think he's gonna kind of be more of a front court guy. So I just think they have a lot of a lot of those guys. They won't sign them all, but. Um, the Pelicans. Yeah, they have thirty-one million. What are they doing with it? I've thrown out the possibility of maybe they try to get into the Clint Capella sweepstakes. Okay. Okay. Because I don't think, you know, a lot of people are like they might move like Lonzo or Brandon Ingram, and I don't think that's the case. Um, what that involves, I don't know. Um, because really, like, after the eight players we know, counting the trade and the draft, Andrew Holiday, um, you know, how do they make that work is up to me, is what I'm lost on it. But I think he's a decent fit for what they want to do as far as getting that five so Zion doesn't have to play a lot of stretch five. Um, so I could see a scenario where they try to see if they can get him here. So, I do like them getting a big man. They do have Jackson Hayes that they just got in the draft, but I don't know how much he'll play next year um, with him being so young, like only 19. Um, my theory on bad teams, and this is for like every bad team in the world that's not going to compete for a playoff spot, it's not necessarily to tank, but it is to acquire assets um, in the form of taking on bad contracts and having a pick attached to it. We saw um, the Nets do it. We saw um, the Hawks do it. We, we've seen a lot of teams do it, and I just think that's really the best way to, to go because you just have more shots at the draft, and I think we're learning that the draft is not a sure thing to just lose. Um, so you want as many shots as you can have, and you definitely want those cheap contracts. It's nice to have a bunch of guys on, on young, cheap deals. So that would be my advice is, Pelicans, just trot out your young, fun core. Don't worry about winning this year. Have a good time. Um, go dancing with Zion and take on a bad contract. Get a pick. It's fair. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. That's that's kind of my, my theory on it. Um, your Bulls, I'll, I'll defer. What do you think? 21.5 mil. 21.5 mil. Um, I think... You know, a lot of people are saying they're still trying to get Malcolm Brogdon. I don't hate it. I don't really love it, per se. With the, You know, I want, kind of just like you said, if they can take on bad money and just play Kobe White and crew, I'm cool with that. And if they're just to the point where they're so bad and they want to try to clear some space and try to trade Zach Levine at the deadline to a contender, I'm fine with that, too. So, um, I, I want to see... You know, I think Kobe White is going to be fine. Um, I want to see how they use guys like Daniel Gafford. And, you know, because no one's going to get the Cristiano Felicio contract. No one's going to take that on because he is making a lot of money, Kyle, and he doesn't even play. If that tells you anything you need to know. (laughs) Trade him to the the Pelicans. They have cap space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, No, they should just be patient with that contract probably, but... um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I really like that young core, so I'm excited for you and for Sean. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think uh, I think the last one would be the Suns, who also have about $21 million. Yeah, so the talk is the sign-and-trade for D'Angelo Russell. And yeah. look, 
it makes a ton of sense, and it would be a lot of fun to watch DeAndre Russell and Devin Booker on the same team. But I just I hate the Suns. I hate the Suns more than I hate the Wizards. I'm realizing because they're just not a good <laughs> franchise. They don't draft well. They don't develop their players well. Really, Devin Booker's exciting. Don't get me wrong, but like we've broke this down a few times. His numbers, one compared to Zach Levine, are pretty close. Yeah. Two are still extremely similar to his rookie year, like his advanced statistics. So do what I, I mean, like I said, like I would love a situation where D'Angelo Russell went somewhere and was the man. Um, and I think Phoenix may be the best bet, but it has to be a sign trick as Brooklyn extended a qualifying offer today. Yeah. Um, so what I would like to see out of them, and I wrote about this in our article that's up on 48minutesnetwork.com. Look at you getting your plug game up. Check it out. I know, right? Um, I think they're going to re-sign Kelly Oubre. My guess in the article is around 15 or $16 million a year. And I think that they could do that after they make a an offer. Like I said, they have $21 million in cap space. But if they stretched Tyler Johnson's nineteen and a half million, they could get close to around thirty million um, to make a pretty big offer. Now that would put them that would put them over the cap and pretty close to the luxury tax, which I don't know if the Suns want to be a luxury tax team, um, and they have just a really bad history of being cheap. But that would give you Malcolm Brogdon. It would give you Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, um, Kelly Oubre, um, Saric, Cam Johnson, Aiton, Aaron Baines. That's a team I would watch. That's a team that yeah that seems fine to me. So um, yeah, I think I think they should try and make an offer though for for Brogdon. They need a guy that can actually like like play defense and stuff like that so yeah all right so i want to touch on one last thing before we get out of here because you and i had this conversation after the draft and now it's even more like a possibility (laughs) after after um the kemba walker news so in the southeast division we can now basically say Bradley Beal is the best player in the division now that we know that it's very likely Kemba Walker's leaving. Right. Who the hell is the second best? Okay, Vucevic is staying in Orlando, so we do, we have the top two. Who the hell is the third best player in the Southeast Division of the Orlando, Charlotte, Miami, Washington, Atlanta teams? Is it Trey Young? Is he the third best player in that division now? It's probably still John Wall, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably John Wall. Uh, Josh Richardson is up there. Trey Young, Aaron Gordon. Gordon's definitely up there for sure. But that's uh, pretty. That's a pretty weak. Yeah, that's a pretty. I mean, weak to put in cast. context, Orlando won the Southeast last year. They were the seventh seed in the East, and they won their division. Yeah, there's only one team in that whole division that had a winning record, and it was Orlando. And they were two games above 500. Everyone yep. else was sub 500. Yeah. Orlando's a team that has money, too. I wonder if maybe they can try to build some momentum off of. Yeah. I, I think the big question mark for them is Fultz. Yeah. Is what the heck is going on with them? I feel like that's all we heard about for, like, months was Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz. He got traded, and it was totally silent, which is probably good for him. But yeah, now I'm curious. Chumo Kiki's probably going to sit maybe the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a uh, – you're a Notre Dame guy. Who is the linebacker? Jalen Smith? Jalen Smith, yeah. Jalen Smith, kind of kind of like that where, where Dallas drafted him. Um, the, the Cowboys drafted him and kind of sat a year. But, like, after a year you get a really good guy. And I think yeah. it was – I think it was very smart as far as overall team building to not mm-hmm. just knee jerk panic and say, Oh, we, we need a point guard at 16. Yeah. We, we need to go get Nas little or right. Which I love the Nas little fit in Portland. I know we've talked about that, but yeah. Um, yeah. And, and watch out for Portland to make a trade. 
Yeah, I agree. Did you see Cleveland said they're not going to move Kevin Love? That's insane to me. That's insane but to me. Why hold wasn't... him hostage? It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, like I don't think they should hold him hostage anymore. Like I get that he likes it there and he's comfortable there, but it helps your team out so much if you move him. It helps him out to get him get him back to a winning place, like a winning situation. To be fair, though, I mean, Cleveland was probably in a similar spot that the Clippers were in. Sure. When they when they told Blake Griffin, he's a Clipper for life, put you in the rafters, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then they traded him, you know, so. Well, there you have it, Kyle. Blake Griffin for Kevin Love. Let's just go Don't and put it up. Don't do it. No. <laughs> no. No, I, I will have an article coming out um, probably within the next, um, well, I don't want to timestamp this, but it's going to be this weekend, I think, before free agency hits. And it is going to be on the Pistons and kind of uh, cool. how, how do you team build uh, when you have the lowest attendance in the league, you know, kind of mm-hmm. what do you do? Do you do you try and phone it in and, and try and tank or do you have to win games and put yourself in purgatory? Kind of kind of what you do when you are the lowest attended uh, team in the league and, and the difficulties to team build there and just kind of the formula that they're using to try and put pieces together. So, yeah, here's the question that a lot of people are actually asking me recently. When do we get another shot callers episode? <laughs> I think uh, I think after free agency, it's going to be back to normal. Um, it's just been crazy where free agency and the draft yeah. and the mock draft are uh, are such a huge thing that it kind of feels like we all need to come together and collab on it. And um, and I think it's been awesome. The productions we've had have been awesome. So. Yeah, we That's definitely great. needed that rest time. We definitely and, needed uh, it. And my man Ben is out in the Gulf Shores kicking it up. Getting Hard-working like guy. So. Yeah, this guy This guy deserves some rest. So, Absolutely. Um, we're we're going to get back. This is kind of just uh, summer league is starting up, and, and that's mm-hmm. the preseason to the preseason. So. Yeah, and um, in regards to at-large bid, I want to go ahead and push this, put this in real quick. Uh, one of our ideas for this offseason was we were going to go back and watch classic games and do pods on them. Um, Ryan and I literally last night were hanging out and we watched the 1993 National Championship, the infamous North Carolina-Michigan game. We watched in its entirety. So I took a lot of notes, a lot of things I want to touch on in that game. So I'm excited for that episode. Oh, that's fun. That's good. That's a good little fun thing. Yeah, because I rip everything off in the ringer. Nice. Yes. Well, hey, man, this was fun. I know we battled some bandwidth issues, but we got through it. Um, thanks for you know doing this with me on a Friday night. It's good to be back recording shows again. You know, eight days, I think, was the longest I think I've ever had a break from podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, everything's kind of going to settle down after these next few weeks, and we'll kind of get used to new players in new jerseys and um... – and start talking about team previews soon enough. So that's right, man. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I will let you get back to your Friday night and um, talk to you soon, brother. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, buddy.